Welcome to Next Gen Movement, our sole mission to empower tomorrow's leaders by harnessing and unleashing collective wisdom, lessons and experiences of thought leaders within the community. So if you haven't heard of Dr. Natalia Vihovsky, you may have been living under a rock or new to LinkedIn. As well as a top bilingual keynote speaker who's spoken all over the world, she coached salts. Yes, that's a combined word of coaching and consulting on personal branding on LinkedIn and has won many awards like the GCC's Women Leaders Award in 2017. She's been featured in many publications like Forbes, Inc. Magazine, and Entrepreneur, and is a Forbes Coaches Council member. Her journey really blossomed from a nine-month sabbatical to leave her job in Germany and to follow her passion in Dubai, which is teaching people how to market themselves. Her genuine insights and attention-grabbing perspective have helped her amass the social media following of over 150,000 individuals around the world. Besides giving keynotes and workshops, she also coaches top Middle East executives in personal branding, public speaking, and developing a success mindset. So it's my warm welcome to, to introduce Dr. Natalia Vihovsky as our guest for Next Gen Movement. Welcome. Thank you so much, Tove. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, so um, Natalia, um, it's really a pleasure. Uh, thank you for, for joining us. And, and before we kind of jump into uh, the personal branding stuff, because that's, you know, that's what everybody knows you as, and that's what the questions are that we've gotten from our, from our community. One of the things that I think is really important uh, that came about when we we're actually looking at your, your history and your story was the sabbatical. And for me, that's really uh, a point of interest because I think um, looking at you, everyone thinks that, you know, it's all rainbows and sunshine sometimes, but you and I know, and many of us know that the road to our, our purpose is not necessarily easy. So what I wanted to know from you was what actually drove you to take this sabbatical and what did you learn about yourself and what came about for you as a result of your sabbatical? Yeah, so it's not about, it's not everything about rainbows and unicorns and glitter. What do you mean? Right? <laughs> but I see it on Instagram and what I That's see on right. Instagram must be the truth. I know. <laughs> so, um, so it was three questions. First of all, why did I uh, go on a sabbatical? What did I do and what was the end result or what did I learn? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, what, what drove you to do, uh, to take the sabbatical? Yeah. What came about from the sabbatical okay. for you? What, yeah. you know, what did you learn about yourself, mm -hmm. I guess, through that process? Yeah. Okay, sure. So um, I always was a people pleaser. So I did my best to make everybody happy and uh, to make my parents proud and to make my friends laugh. And uh, I did that for 29 years until I reached a stage where people, no matter with whom I spoke, they said, wow, you're so successful and wow, you've achieved, achieved a lot for your age and wow, you must be so happy and everything's awesome. And that really triggered a lot of aggression in me and you know? my stomach always cramped because I didn't perceive myself as successful. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand what happy was. I hated my job. I hated everything around me. Um, and I really didn't want to live like that for the next, I don't know, 30, 40, 50, whatever years. And uh, parallel to that aggression and, and being unhappy and not understanding the whole concept, 
I also reached a stage where I was ridiculously sick. So once per month, I ended up in hospital because I don't know what was wrong. Nowadays, I think that uh, my soul was trying to communicate to me saying, eh, wake up, do something because you're wasting your life. And if you're not going to listen to me, well, then I'll make sure that you end up in hospital because you're stupid and you're not listening. And that's not why you're here. So follow that thing that I'm trying to communicate with you. So quit my job, um, change the way how I think, speak, act, um, poof, eat, uh, kicked out the majority of people out of my life and, and understood that pain that we're going through is self-created. And, um, you know, when you're talking about finding your passion, it's not that, you know, you're walking and then it's like, oh, passion is there. And you're brilliant at it. No, you, you need to figure out what you want to do. And then you need to put in a lot of work into polishing it and becoming better at it. And the idea that the perfect job exists might be true for a handful of people. But if you're a creative person, you need to create your own job, which then is based on what is important to you. What are your values? And then again, it's about trying and test and error and experimenting. And it's a painful, ridiculous, long process. But when you push through it, this is where the magic lies. And you will, you will be transformed and live and work in ways that you have never, ever imagined. I hope that answered your questions. That, that's an amazing answer. Thanks. Really, Natalia. Phenomenal. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Natalia, if I can just step in. Um, I want to go back. You, you mentioned a lot around, um, you know, you had a bit of aggression and a fair bit of hate towards what it sounds like yourself at that point. Um, I think this is probably something that, you know, the three, uh, the three of us have discussed in not being spoken enough about in terms of that mental game and that mental story and the conversation that you have with yourself. I guess if you can um, I, I, I sort of dive a little bit deeper into that, like what, what were some of the stories that you would tell yourself that made you quit the job? And I guess you, you spoke a little bit around, I, I thought about that change in terms of, you know, you got rid of the negative people and you started sleeping and eating and, do, and doing all those things a lot better. Like what, what were the steps that you took? And, and I guess was there, so I guess the question is three, three, three parts. What, what was it like? in terms inside your head, if you can give us a little bit of a, a snapshot and, um, and, and what was that trigger? I know you spoke about, you know, that internal success, but what, what were the steps that you took in a little bit more detail? Mm -hmm. Very good question. So I, I was driving a fancy car and I was shopping anything that I could shop and I was celebrating on luxury yachts somewhere in Dubai and and the question that was in my head was, is this everything? Is this everything? Is this why we're here? Is, is this what success looks like? Um, do I want too much? Um, am, I, am I weird? Am I crazy? Am I losing my sanity? Um, am I too positive? Am I thinking too much? Um, maybe I should just forget about everything, just get married, become a mom, and then this whole drama will be gone. Um, uh, is is there something bigger why I am here? Why am I going through so much pain? Is there a life without pain? Um, where does that pain come from? Why is there emotional pain and physical pain? What's the connection between it? 
um, why, do, why are some people successful on the inside? What does that mean? I don't understand happiness. Um, is it that some people deserve to be successful and, and I'm not um, deserving it? Who decides who deserves what? Um, again, is there a higher intelligence? So this is just a snapshot of the questions that I had. And there was so much more and they came faster, but they were generally about our existence and about me being worth it or me being normal. What does normal actually mean? So these were the three, um, I would say, different areas of questions that, that or yeah, the kind of questions that they uh, came up. Um, and there were two ideas that really triggered this, this change. And the first one was, um, oh, it was Gandhi, be the, be the change that you want to see in the world. And I've heard it a couple of times, but it really resonated with me. It was as if somebody took a massive, I don't know, tennis rocket and just slammed it against my head. And I was like, wow, the world is, please excuse my language, fucked up. But if everybody decides to focus on one element that he or she is going to work on and make this world a better place, we can create change. That means we all are worth it. That means we all need to follow our passion and do whatever we think we are here. And it can be anything creative. It can be anything. It could be painting. It could be consulting. It could be, I don't know, singing. It could be being the best parent on this planet. It could be listening. It could be anything. Um, so so this, um, this idea connects it to when you're not following your soul, or your inner gut feeling or your inner voice, it will result in physical pain. Sometimes it results in an accident. Sometimes it might result in a ridiculous disease. And there are so many stories around it. So this became clear to me. And then I learned, understood that I need to forget about everything that I ever knew. I need to unlearn everything that I ever did. So I need to change the way I, I think and the way I act. And I need to understand that I am not my thoughts. And that was, I don't know, I think I, I stared at the wall for hours just trying to grasp that I, that I don't know shit. <laughs> that was ridiculously painful. Mm. But I was also very excited. And um, yeah, I understood that if I want to see change out there, if I want to see leaders, why don't I start with myself? And if I learn to manage, to fix, and to help myself, then I'll be able to help others as well. And with, when I lead by example, others will follow as well. So instead of putting the finger of others, I start here. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> That's brilliant. I, um, I definitely resonate with your story. And I know we've gotten to know each other over the, whole, over the past year or so. And the people-pleasing one really spoke to me because mm. I went through a big like like bout of that and once I learned to it was really invigorating for me to start saying no a lot more and to really focus on myself and when you focused on yourself you said oh I think everyone knows that you're big on personal branding and that sort of insights into help people market themselves and I guess that leads me into with I put a post out the other day on that we're going to be interviewing you and the community on the back and we didn't grab all the questions but we grabbed a few of the questions and this ties in with your knowledge with what you've learned in personal branding for yourself and how you've taught it to other people but 
There's a lady named Gun, Gunjan Yadav from India. My apologies if I absolutely butchered that. Um, she asked, why do you think personal branding is important for students and how students should practice personal branding? Very good question. I think personal branding is important for everybody on this planet who is somehow a part of our modern society and everybody has a personal brand so it doesn't matter if you want to have one if you don't believe in the concept you have one because in the end personal branding or branding is what other people say about you when you're not in the room that's what jeff bezos said so personal branding is not just your reputation it is also the way how you dress how you move what you say what people think about you the feelings that you create in people and why is that so important for students because the job market gets more and more complicated. One of the problems for, of the job market is that it's flooded with information. And the old-fashioned ways of finding a job through, through writing CVs and then sitting there and waiting and hoping, um, in my opinion, that's not going to last for the next decades or even, even years. So we need to find new ways how to stand out. And personal branding is a brilliant concept to actually step out of the gray masses and say, hey, I'm here. My name is so-and-so. I studied this and that. My expertise is, my unique value proposition is, what I do in my free time, and by the way, I would like to work for you because da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and the things that I bring to the table are so-and-so-and-so, and well, if you don't hire me, you're missing out because I'm great. You don't need to be as um, extrovert as I just said, but the core ideas, who are you, what do you stand for, what do you want to be known for, um, who do you want to work for, you need to be able to answer these questions for yourself first and then in the second step communicate them to the world and through that you will find a job, you will very likely find a job faster and maybe you will even change the game in a way that people or potential employers will find you because they've seen you. You might have recorded the video that you uploaded on LinkedIn and boom, allow the magic to happen. I love that. It's brilliant. So you, you were speaking about the workforce in particular, about how students can create videos to get more about the, so the company or the employee, the employer can know a little bit more about them. But this next question from Toby Newman from Eindhoven, Netherlands, probably goes into the next phase of that. So when people are working, uh, already in the workforce, and his question is how important personal branding is for a person working for themselves, but what about people that work for a company that also want to be seen or known in the wider community as not just an employee, but an influencer on a specific topic? Like what advice would you give? I guess that's a two-part question for people that are, I guess, entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial. Hmm. I think when you are a, an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, personal branding is absolutely super, incredibly mega important, if I want to put it that one, uh, that way. But even if you work for somebody in a company, personal branding is very important. Why? Because there are studies which prove that once you have a great personal brand, when you work on your personal brand, um, you, will, you will earn more money between 10 and 25% more. Um, people will know when to approach you. People will know 
how you, how you think. So you make it easier for your colleagues. Personal branding will also encourage you to build strategic alliances and partnerships, which means that this increases the likeliness of you in your job being successful and creating more amazing things together because you on your own, fantastic, but you with a great team or suppliers, that will again get you to a totally different level. And the majority of companies that I know, the companies that are modern, the companies that understand how social media works, they want their employees to be active on social media, especially on LinkedIn. You can generate leads, you can do business development, you can create brand awareness. So the, the fear that my employer doesn't want me to be active on uh, on LinkedIn, or I will I will lose my job when I'm active on LinkedIn. Find out if that's really true, or if that's uh, just a fear. Because again, in the majority of cases, I know that that your your line manager, that your company wants you to be there. Um, and if if they are still not convinced about it, then then find a way how to introduce the idea of an employee advocacy program to them. And tell them that you do that. To, to spread awareness around the company. And it's a win-win situation for both because we also need to keep in mind that people follow people 10 times more likely or likelier than any brand or company. Mm. So not leveraging the power of personal brands, even for huge international brands, is, is for me a waste of time and money. That's how I look at it. Brilliant. I love that answer. And you spoke about employee employment advocacy programs. Mm -hmm. And so when people of there is that fear because you might lose your job and that's your income for everything, right? And how you live and survive. Just say people have gotten over that fear and they've hurdled that. And now they are finally understanding the value of how to like brand themselves a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, this question kind of ties in with how do you stay consistent to build your personal brand? And that's from Donovan Yang, who's from Milwaukee. So how do you stay consistent once you've established the value of it and you see, all right, there is some merit in this because it can help the company I'm working for and it can help myself. So is that two, like a tenfold almost with that win-win? How, mm -hmm. how do you stay consistent building that? Well, a personal brand or maintaining a personal brand for me is inside, is an inside job. It's an outside job. It's an online job and it's an offline job. So in order to maintain it on the inside, you need to keep on investing in yourself which means uh, exercise, um, sleep enough, um, invest in your knowledge, read books, uh, meditate. These are things how you can make sure that you're balanced, that you're healthy and that you stay positive and a great human being. On the outside, there are elements like, for example, regularly going to the hairdresser, you know, maybe getting a beard, getting rid of your beard, um, dressing in an adequate way, um, if you're afraid of public speaking, then maybe invest in a course to become a better presenter or public speaker. Um, what else do we have? So these are the things that I would say on the outside. Um, online, it's very important that you somehow create content because when you do that, this is connected to the idea of thought leadership. And if you want to be a great personal brand people expect you to go out there and to express yourself and to share your voice if you want to you can create a podcast if you want to you can write articles if you want to you can create videos so make sure that you consistently 
create content and like everything on this planet it's just about create just in quotation marks it is about creating a system or a habit we all know habits you know implementing a new habit is approximately 30 days so make sure that once per week you sit down for an hour an hour and a half and during this hour you are actually creating this content you're writing your article you're doing video whatever and you collect the ideas during the week so it's not that you then sit down once per week and again uh, genius your channel genius or the creative content fairy will say hey i'm there you know you ordered me for an hour <laughs> um so that's something you can work on and uh, also very important uh, pr so find a way how you can uh, help other people, support other people, uh, be seen at certain events, network, maybe get an award. I mean, there's so many ways, but I hope that I could give you a glimpse of specific tasks that you can work on in these four categories of personal branding. Now, thank, thanks for that, Natalia. And um, if I may, I really want to, for me, what's of particular interest is a lot of the stuff that's happening under the hood and your mindset and the way that you're actually managing uh, your, your balance. And I think you touched on that um, in, in, in the last piece. And, and I just want to dive into that a little bit more if I can. We're living in a world that's highly digitized. And one of the things about personal branding is that it's very easy to kind of never switch off. When do you stop? I mean, we go on LinkedIn. There's I see people posting literally, it seems like they're awake for 24 hours a day. Um, the, the question I have to you, because it ties back to a lot of the stuff that you talked about at the beginning around the, the soul stuff, how do you ensure that you're replenishing yourself and that you're not getting sucked up into the storm of social media to the point that it's actually affecting you? Because I know I can tell you've got that, that relentless work ethic. Well, how do you actually mitigate and manage that i'm really keen to know that because i think it's very important for our young viewers coming up today to understand how to actually switch off too from the digital ecosystem that we're now continuously living in yeah i think the challenge is that a lot of people do not understand what social media is and how it works. And I'm very sure that everybody will have a different definition of it. And my definition might be perceived as a little bit radical. For me, social media is a business tool. That's what it is. It's a business tool. And for me, it's an opportunity to connect with people from all around the world. It's a tool to inspire and help other people but it is also a tool to create brand awareness, to generate leads, and through that, help me designing the lifestyle and generating the income to live life how I want to live. Because let's face it, we live in a society in which we need money to pay our bills, and money is nothing bad. No. So for me, I, I know that when I wake up, the first thing that I do is not touch my phone. That's a very bad habit <laughs> that I got rid of a while ago. So... Uh, I wake up, I meditate. I meditate for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Then I, I create some breakfast, um, enjoy my breakfast. Um, and then I work on the thing that is very important for me right now for two hours approximately. Once I've done with that, I've done everything to guarantee that my day is successful. And then after that, 
I switch on my phone. So it's very important to create this very disciplined approach around your smartphone, not only social media, but your smartphone. Because I have the feeling that a lot of us are some sort of addicted to it. And that's also the way how it has been designed. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory that's a proven fact by now. Um, when you go on social media, when you see that there are messages, there's a little bit of a bing, uh, dopamine kick in our brains, uh, <laughs> which is like, ooh, 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 somebody was thinking about me. Ooh, somebody loves me. Ooh, I'm important. Right. Ooh, right? This is how it works, which is hilarious. So it's good that we don't, you don't, like, don't take yourself seriously. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, so we are all like little heroin addicts uh, when it comes to our phone. And, and some people, I think it's glued to their face or they're like this. So Find times during the day in which you do not touch your phone. So for me, it's before 9.30 approximately, I don't touch it. And then after 6, 6.30 p.m., again, I don't touch it. Um, and I log myself into my social media channels once uh, per day. Um, I answer all of the messages. I post whatever I want to post. I connect with people. Um, And that's it. Like, okay, I log into LinkedIn in the evening once again, just to check the messages, but I don't waste hours in the newsfeed and I don't care about this epic prank and I don't care about cat Mm. videos and I don't care about, (laughs) I don't know, the latest shoes or the latest technical gadget. It, It should be a tool that serves you instead of something that takes control over your life. So it's about continuous self-reflection and discipline. And only if you learn to master that, you, you will have a semi-healthy relationship to your phone and to social media. And it is challenging, especially in the beginning. And the majority of people, they don't get it. Um, and we need to talk about it because I think it's a huge social problem. Thanks, Natalia. That, w- that was a very good answer. It, uh, it, it sometimes feels, and, and you know, there are theories out there that the phone has become almost this artificial intelligence or extension of us as humans. And there are theories that at some point we will actually be integrated into our technology. <laughs> Which is a great thought. I'm, I'm loving this. I've got like three pages of the notes already. Um, I guess my next question is what's, yeah, what, like I'm fascinated. What's next for Dr. Natalia um, Vahovsky? What's next for me? Um, I had a, a keynote. By the way, there's some, some sound from a woman coming from background. Where does it, where does it come from? <laughs> Okay, now it's gone. Okay, there was a lot of background noise. That was gone. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> What's next? Um, I had my first keynote in Germany and in German uh, two months ago because I'm originally German, but I live in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates uh, for ten years right now. Um, it was literally a. I don't know, an accident. Um, It was good luck. It was whatever it was, it happened. Um, And I wasn't sure if I should do it, yes or no, whatever. I delivered this keynote. The German market was, whoa, who are you? Why don't I know you? And I want more content. And I want German content. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, gosh, what do I do? Um, So I'm thinking of creating more German content and to find a 
a different way or outlet for it. So I'm experimenting. I'm thinking of maybe creating a German podcast and through that also enter the German market and be more active over there, especially, and now comes the interesting part, as in Germany, we also have LinkedIn, but there's a German version of it, which is called Xing or Crossing. And the majority of Germans have no clue how LinkedIn works and why they should LinkedIn and why they should... Um, network internationally so um that could be a very very interesting uh, usp and it could be a huge potential um yeah and it makes me like really fluent in in two languages and i think that's something very, very exciting and that's the next step for me yeah so basically what we'd like to do is just give you an opportunity to let the linkedin community know um, of anything else that you would like them to know, uh, what's next, what can we expect? We love getting your videos. We love when you wear the unicorn. It's one of my favorite uh, videos. That you put out where you got the unicorn on and you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, is there anything that you'd like to let us, uh, you know, let the community know at this stage? Uh, yes. I mean, if you, if you want to learn more about personal branding, um, I have created a free short guide that you can download. Um, and in that guide, I literally take you by the hand um, and show you the six daily steps that I go through um, that will get your brand out there so you would make the most out of it you will create content you will know how to interact with people um, I'll send you the link so you can um, you know link to it and when you download this this mini guide there's also a surprise you will get a five-day free video training after that thank you so much Natalia I really appreciate your time huh? you're most most welcome thank you it was a fantastic conversation we we're gonna have to do this again Another deep dive sometime soon. <laughs> yes, please, please. If there's anything I can help you out, also because you took notes, if you have any personal questions, please send me a short email um, and we can arrange another call. For sure. You rock. That was awesome. Thanks, Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. See you later.